There's been a lot of talk about voter disenfranchisement in recent years. But where are we as a country in the long history of restrictions imposed on voting rights? History is so important in the study of politics. Voting rights uh, and the suppression of voting rights is not something that started recently or not even in the 20th century, but it started when we had the Constitutional Convention. And that three-fifths compromise, of course, allowed slave states to count each slave as three-fifths of a person, enhancing states' representation in the House while denying slaves who were legally qualified as property the right to vote. So you were property, but on the other hand, you were not a national citizen. Therefore, you could not enjoy the claims of citizenship. Not only the Three-Fifths Compromise, but also the Slave Importation Clause, that we will continue to bring in property. And we may end it by 1808, but it went on until 1820. The Fugitive Slave Clause, again, property. Property has no citizenship claims. But here are people that you are using as your representation in the House of Representatives. And this fugitive slave clause says, no, if property leaves through escape, someone else helping, they must be brought back. And we talk in racism and the law uh, about this huge infrastructure, this legal, this judicial infrastructure that the American government used to be sure that these properties would be returned to their owners. So America has not always said, we're going to do this and we're going to do it in a big fashion. And here is, I would say, the first example. But I also would think, and I would hope the educators would talk to students as well, When we think of the Boston Tea Party, when we think of taxation without representation, people were talking about their right to vote, the right to approve or disapprove as to what you're going to do for me and my life. So it's an ongoing story. (laughs) 